Welcome to the newest episode of The Staggering Truth. I'm your host, Burton Staggs. This episode, we will discuss a brutal murder recently in Benton County, Tennessee. Before we go any further, I need to tell you two things. One, the contents of this podcast may be considered graphic by some, and as always, the defendant is presumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. On this episode, we're going to talk about the brutal and senseless killing of Shelly J. Hawks in Benton County on June the 9th and the amazing police work that captured TBI most wanted suspect Robert Paschal Fletcher in Nashville. On June the 9th at about 6 p.m., the Benton County Sheriff's Office received a 911 call from a family member of the deceased to report that the body of Shelley Hawks was located deceased inside the living room floor of her Strawberry Gables Lane home, which was located in Holiday in Benton County, Tennessee. Deputies responded to the address, which was the home of the deceased victim, Shelley Hawks. When deputies arrived, they discovered family and friends of the victim had become worried about the victim being missing. The family had previously reported her missing in in the day to the sheriff's office at about 2.30. Deputies went to the home, but the door was locked and the window blinds were closed, and a decision was made not to force an entry at that time. The deceased body was discovered lying face-up in the living room floor with large amounts of reddish-brown stains, or RBS, around the victim's body and obvious severe injuries to the victim's head. In court or in reports, you will often hear the TBI or law enforcement refer to blood, or what they presume to be blood, as RBS or reddish-brown stains. A deputy reported he instructed the family to wait outside the home, and he went inside the home and verified that Shelley Hawks was deceased, and that the circumstances appeared to be unnatural, and that a blanket was over the victim's body, as well as a pillow was covering the victim's head. The deputy established a perimeter, secured the scene, and contacted Benton County Sheriff's Office investigators. The investigator reported that he arrived on the scene and immediately suspected foul play after observing the crime scene due to his training and experience. He backed out of the house and requested the district attorney to request the TBI to respond to the scene. Shortly thereafter, the TBI arrived on the scene, requested a search warrant from 24th Circuit Judge Bruce Griffey. The next part we're going to cover, to me, is very important because it establishes the relationship between the suspect and the deceased. And when I say relationship, I do not mean romantical relationship. I mean a relationship that they knew each other and the suspect was very familiar with the home. According to court documents, 
the following was observed. The home had an outside security system. The digital video recorder for the security camera was missing. And the camera wires and Ethernet internet where the DVR would have been had been cut in half. The Ethernet cord going to the home computer in the living room had also been cut. The victim was lying face up, deceased, with a blanket over her body, covering her body except for her arms, and a pillow was over her head. Upon removing the pillow and the blanket, the victim was discovered wearing a nightgown with large amounts of RBS stains all over her upper body, the floor, and the walls. The court document goes on to say, that there was a large amount of RBS stains around the victim's head on the floors that had pulled. The victim's head and skull had massive amounts of trauma. There were pieces of broken glass laying all around the victim's body. Upon further examination, agents noticed a ceiling fan above the victim, three light bulbs that were encased by a glass fixture. Those fixtures were broken in irregular places. The glass appeared to be very similar in color and style as pieces of glass around the victim's body, leading investigators to believe that someone or something struck the glass light fixtures on the ceiling above the victim's body. There were no signs of forced entry into the home. The living room door to the outside porch was still locked, and the front door had to be unlocked after the family entered the living room through a closed, unlocked window. There were no signs of damage to any doors, locks, or door jams. Agents were able to recover a cell phone. They were able to trace incoming and outgoing calls. One of the calls was to a friend of the deceased. Agent spoke with that witness. He said that he had spoke with the deceased the night before and that she had to go outside because Boogie was there. We will learn more about who Boogie is. And this is the last known communication of anyone speaking to the victim. Investigators are now piecing together that Boogie is nowhere to be found, and Boogie is Robert Fletcher. Through interviews with family and friends, that the victim, Shelley Hawks, had a male by the name of Robert Pascal. Fletcher, now known as Boogie, from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, had been living with the victim in her home for the last month or so. According to the family, they were not in a relationship. However, the victim was letting Fletcher live with her and do handyman work around the house because he had nowhere to go, was unemployed, and was about to be homeless. The family reported to investigators that Robert Fletcher had a small brown dog living in the house named Angel. They also reported that since Fletcher had been missing, that the victim's pickup truck had been missing. The probable cause affidavit says that Robert Fletcher was the last known person to be seen with the victim alive. Thursday night, 6-8 of 23 they were at Cash Savers in Camden, Tennessee. They, this was captured on video. On 6-12, agents received a call from the Metro Nashville Police Department that the victim's truck had been located by a homeless camp in Nashville. When agents arrived, 
they found the truck had five homeless people inside it. During the interviews with the homeless people inside the truck, one of the witnesses stated they had bought the truck. One of the homeless people at the camp said they had paid $1,500 for the truck and stated that the man had to file for a lost title, then wrote them a bill of sale. The man told the homeless folks his name was Jarrett and that uh, the truck had belonged to his father and that he had recently passed away. Another witness told agents that Boogie drove by and stopped and talked to her on the side of the road and said, I'm just going to be straightforward. Me and my girl just broke up. I want to get high because I want to get rid of the memories and he wanted to sell the truck. One of the witnesses also told agents that Boogie gave the dog to someone to watch at the homeless camp. Fletcher then apparently walked to Southern Hills Medical Center for treatment of a wrist injury sustained in his confrontation with Hawks. That is where the key tip came from authorities. Doctors, nurses, and staff noticed the large tattoo of the word outlaw on his arm from media reports. They called authorities, but Fletcher had left before the U.S. Marshals arrived. They quickly canvassed the area and found him at a nearby Walmart where Fletcher surrendered without a fight. He has been transferred back to Benton County, where he is being held on a half-million-dollars bond. Since the murder and the arrest of Fletcher, I've talked to friends of the victim, Miss Shelley Hawks, and they all tell me that Miss Hawks was just a good, sweet person willing to help anyone. It sounds like in this case, she trusted the wrong person. A background check shows that uh, Fletcher is a criminal. He has a past criminal history. As I stated earlier, in this case, there was amazing police work from the Benton County Sheriff's Office, the U.S. Marshal's Office, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, and even their partners in the media. Everyone worked together to bring Fletcher into custody. I wanted to thank you guys all for listening to the newest edition of The Staggering Truth. As many of you know, I've been away several months. We lost my father back in September. It was a shock to us all. He was the true north to my compass. But I do know that he would want me to go forward and to keep pushing for the staggering truth and to keep going north. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Burton Staggs.